It all started with mom. She's always had a way of making everyday moments feel like an adventure. So this Mother's Day, Kate Spade New York is here to help you thank mom and all the mother figures in your life. From our newest arrivals like springy dragonfly adorned handbags and jewelry to gifts under $100 to the best sellers on mom's most wanted list, there's something for everyone. Maybe you can even treat yourself too. Shop the Mother's Day gift guide at katespade.com. Are you your I'm going to nickname you Stella, baby. That's okay. right. Stella Artois. Stella Artois. You want me to name you after the beer? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to name me Stella it's after the damn beer. age of movies was going to the video store the highlight of your week then you are in the right place welcome to mike and anthony's soda pop culture club me mike along with my co-host antoine i got copped at the noodle bar Woohoo! <laughs> bring our take on tv movies and all pop culture from the 80s 90s and beyond we release our take on a classic movie every monday during our review we will open up a six-pack of favorite scenes and point out a couple of generic scenes as well at the end of the show we will rate the movie one to 24 cans one can is not good maybe you sat on a cup of chocolate pudding and 24 cans means you ate that snack pack and still have a pristine backside but before we get to all that we want to let you know, if you want to see our episode schedule and enjoy all things Soda Pop Culture Club, then go to sodapopcultureclub.com, where you can make your own movie suggestions. If you want to guarantee we do your movie, just like today's episode, all you have to do is make a donation of $25 using our Venmo or PayPal under at Soda Pop Culture Club, and make sure you say what it is for, unlike today's episode. We strongly encourage you to email us as well, letting us know why you want us to do the movie you requested. You can email us at Mike at Anthony at SodaPopCultureClub.com and a couple more things because I like to annoy Anthony with all this shit. Yes, you don't do. Forget to, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Check out our Instagram at Mike and Anthony where we post memes related to the movies we discuss and whatever else comes along. We also have a Twitch channel that we are bringing on that I have brought online actually where I play some games, do some live editing. Maybe we'll do a watch party someday. All the good stuff like that. And finally, I want to urge you to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review and comments because this helps us grow, grow the show. Anthony. Yo. Let these you folks know of this special request All right. that we this are doing. A special request from Billy H. Um, he did not give us a reason why, but that's okay. We'll just make one up. Um, he wants us to do a movie that has poker and liquor in it. So I'm just going to say the reason is liquor in the front, poker in the rear. We are doing rounders, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so even though, uh, Billy, you didn't give us a reason, you paid for it. We're going to do it. Yes. And it's not crybaby. So I'm good to go. Although 
we'd have been a little better if we'd have done Crybaby for money. <laughs> I will say that if I was pay, paid to do it, it would yeah. sting would have been a little less. I don't think so. Twenty five bucks to review that movie was not enough, but that's okay. We did it. We can <laughs> say we did. Um, all right, here's our breakdown by the numbers. Classic, classic movie. Love this. Directed by John Dahl and starring Matt Damon, Edward Norton, John Turturro, Famke Jensen, Gretchen Mole, John Malkovich. Martin Lando rounders was released on September 11th. Ah, kind of a scary date to release a movie, but that's okay. 1998 taking in 22.9 million at the box office against a $12 million budget scores a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb and 65% on rotten tomatoes. Yes. Yeah, September 11th, but that was like th- three years before the September 11th. So right. it's still it had no meaning. At it that does time. now though. Yes. Isn't that weird? Like we we apply our meaning to it now, but it doesn't doesn't have any at the time. So, oh well, you know. So hey, making up reasons to do this movie for Billy. Yes, sir. I think he just wanted to he wanted to do a little twirl with Grandma's girls uh, again. That's why he wanted to talk about this movie. You want to yeah. twirl? Not with Grandma's <laughs> girls. <laughs> Grandma does not um, have the, I would say, choicest harem. Going. Yeah, I, I, I would say he's quali- not a quality control expert. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like- yeah. <laughs> I agree. All right. Are you ready, Anthony? Could, every man, every episode, I could almost give that my generic right now. <laughs> <You're quality. laughs> um, we got it. Of Grandma's whorehouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not the best little whorehouse in New York. It is not. <laughs> so. Every episode we do the game. You know the game. Yes, you, I'm ready you for play the game. It? Don't right. ask me if I want to play it. Okay, you already know that. I'm just going to play it. Just okay. Play the game. All right, and you know the game is where I give a few reviews of the movie. One of them is fake. Anthony has to pick the fake review, and you can do it as well. You can see. If I'm faking you out, which I might be, who knows? Are you ready, Anthony? No, but go ahead. All right. Dick Propes of the Independent Critic. If you are a fan of poker, you will likely love this film's portrayal of the poker world. Tim Blaney, Card Player Magazine. I've checked, raised, and all, and am all in on this movie. Eugene Novikov. Film blather. For every good thing about rounders, there is a flaw. There you go. All right. I know which. I'm just going to say the second one. You did it again, you yes. fucking asshole. I did too many metaphors, all right? I checked. I think it was that, and I'm like, that's got to be a fake name. But the first one, I'm like, I hope that's a fake name. <laughs> it's not. That's why I thought it would get you. <laughs> because I, I was like, too. yeah. I was like, man, that first name, that's so. Fucked up that he might actually. But I'm like card player magazine. Which yeah, might be real. I don't know, but it is real. That's yeah. why it, like, it is real. real. But I feel like yeah, that's all right. See, it back is a real back. magazine. That's the funny thing. I thought back maybe back. in your in the zeitgeist would have gotten you. All right, so back to back, he's gotten me, folks. It's not it's not so much a game anymore. It's becoming a layup for him. He's not having to work at it. So we'll see. Maybe maybe our next one we'll get him. All right, are you ready for this? Let's go. I'm ready. We're going to start this. uh, I'm (laughs) all in. (laughs) I've checked. I've raised. Let's make this happen. All right. 
New York City law student and gifted poker player Mike McDermott dreams of winning the World Series of Poker at an underground Texas Hold'em game run by Russian mobster Teddy KGB. And overconfident Mike loses his entire three stacks of high society in a single hand. Shaken, he promises his girlfriend and fellow student Joe he has quit poker and concentrates on law school. His mentor, Joey Kanish, offers to stake him to rebuild his rank. But Mike declines and instead accepts a part-time job to make ends meet knish and need the are. truck need the truck <laughs> knish knish is good knish is a good character but uh i want to i do want to go into one little fact here i put on here for you matt damon and edward norton they did they entered the ten thousand dollar buy-in and ended up losing uh, at the world series of poker and ended up losing to one of the former champions of it doyle brunson yes i didn't know that so so that's <laughs> so that's always funny how i i like method acting but i guess I wonder, you know, when they do the movie and they see how good they are, do they get to the poker table and have a a, a false sense of confidence, you know, of how good right. they really are? Kind of like he was with Teddy KGB here. <laughs> I, you know what, though? Um, so there's one thing I'm going to point out. It's it's kind of funny about this movie because when this movie came out, this was when, you know, poker was getting really big. It was you know, right before. I think this helped it. I think this pushed yeah, it over right. the edge. It, so this is when you're watching it on ESPN all the time, World Series of Poker. But it like this was before everything changed. Okay, the internet completely changed the face of poker because back then, poker was like you know this the same group of people getting to the final table. Yeah, all this it, it was, was like you had so, yeah. you had like your superstars of poker, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden, once the internet, online poker, and you realized how many people can play poker very well like that fucking yeah. changed everything it's crazy well it's a then, lot easier online because you can't read the person either i right, mean they, that's it's literally math false sense of confidence right there then too now everybody thinks they can play poker yeah yeah well now yeah try that's to, try to do it i would agree this you're right this movie kind of pushed uh pushed it over the edge to where we saw that and it was everywhere i was gonna say i don't know someone i know i thought they won a huge jackpot on online poker you didn't win a huge jackpot on poker did you online i've never played online poker for money okay ever. it was some i thought it might be you but then i was like no nah, no nah. nah. somebody i work with at work they lived in a state and they won this like if they would have lived in like nevada they would have won fifty thousand dollars because they won this online poker tournament but right. because they lived in new york sit yep. new york they lived on long island actually at the time they could only win fifty thousand credits to the oh, website God. So he has this lifetime supply of credits to play poker pretty much. Whoopity do. So, so yeah, it was uh yeah, I felt bad for him. <laughs> I was like, that sucks. Uh, that read sucks. the rules first, I guess. Yeah. I'm not gonna feel bad for anybody who doesn't read the rules and know what they're getting into. Yeah, yeah, you know, but I guess he gets the satisfaction knowing he was good enough to win one. I mean, yeah. there's that, you know, a little, you know, pat on the back for yourself. Um this uh if you don't know how to use a VPN to disguise where you're at, then fuck off. <laughs> it's your own fault. <laughs> Although I think things like that can detect VPNs, so they won't let you. Yeah, I'm sure it can. Yeah, so I'm sure. Just like, just like, um, I'll tell you, uh, uh, our the cable company I work for, the app has can read VPNs if it reads one, automatically takes off like all the channels except for the ones you're allowed to get nationally. Automatically, yeah. if you're at home watching it, it'll say sorry, take off the VPN. Or or it won't work altogether. I've had that too. I've had where it say turn off your VPN so you can use this because they you know we know we know we're watching yeah. you. Hey, um, 
So this also is, you know, he gets back with Joe and he's in the, he's law clerking. And this is what I like about there's, I have a six pack here, so I'm going to hit it. All right. Uh, during this section. I like how when he goes and help the, to see the judges. Yes. Uh, to drop something off or whatever he was doing. But the point was, is that he flexes his poker muscles is what mm-hmm. I call it. He really flexed them. I really like that scene. We get it early oh. on. We, yeah. And I love that. And he could have easily used that. And he kind of did to get an end with him. But it was really take, give him a taste for an old life he wanted back. <laughs> um, I got to tell you, though, uh, it's kind of funny you say that because I was thinking about it. I'm actually going to give my generic moment right now. Oh, okay. Here Ready. we go. Here we go. Give me give the. All right. Um, I do love that scene. I think it's really cool. But at the same time. I don't buy the his whole spiel as far as what he read and how he read it. You don't? No. He sat there for half the hand, not even. And like to actually see and know what they're representing and what they had like all that. I'm like, I actually don't buy that. If they're all shitty players, I would buy yeah, it. Like I no, know. I wouldn't. Like, no. And then saying that you forgot mm-hmm. the other guy folded or folded that card and all that. I'm like, no, I don't buy that. Well, I really, I just, I'm just saying when you actually listen to what he's saying and what he's like calling out, I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. I don't know. I kind of like it. I think he's, I think it's like, you know, it's I do, like, uh, I do, like, I do like it. It's cool. Um, it's like, it's the moment where you say, oh, somebody has superpowers kind of thing. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, no, I, I call bullshit on like, the, <laughs> you the say stuff. he doesn't have the superpower. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I call bullshit on what he actually called out to everybody. Cause I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think so. The way people bet and hand probabilities. The only thing is, it's like, you know, the, the things that drive you nuts about poker is you have, if you have someone who doesn't understand the game as well, they'll bet on anything. And that makes a hand really hard to win mm-hmm. because then they could just string along and get lucky and you lose not right. because you're a better player because they just happen to stay in too long when they shouldn't have. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's poker. That's poker, man. That's poker. That's poker. I hardly know her. That's poker <laughs> in the rear. Okay. And, and I like Joey Kanish offered him bankroll. I don't know why he declined. See, I, well, I guess it, there has to be some growth in this movie, so I guess yes. that's why he had to decline. That's that's why the growth of the movie. Anyway, so are you ready for the next section? He, I, I think he's also like, I I just piss it away. You oh know. well, he has he lost him. his confidence. He's just he like, lost his swagger. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> Stella lost her groove. Just gotta get it back. Stella lost her groove. Couldn't get it back. Yes, that's funny. That's funny, man. Are you? You're. I'm gonna nickname you Stella, baby. That's okay. right, Stella Artois. Stella Artois. You want me to name you after the beer? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to name me Stella. It's after the damn beer. <laughs> it's the movie, baby. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So, uh, oh, wait. Were you going to talk about, I'm sorry, um, Worm getting out of jail? That was a dick move, throwing the cigarettes away. Well, that's what's here next. That's on the next section. You'll see. Okay. All right. Go ahead and read. So, it's it. That's he okay. gets me. So you gotta. You Here gotta we are. I'm jumping. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead, man. There you I go. know. I know. Like you're on Fourth Street. I'm on the river already. I know. Okay. <laughs> Several months pass, and Mike stays true to his promise until his childhood friend Lester Worm Murphy is released from prison. While Mike is an honest player, Worm is a fucking hustler and unapologetic cheat. Not a good guy. 
To help Worm pay off a debt, Mike sets him up with games across town and reluctantly sits in on a game, interfering with his studies and his relationship with Joe, who right now they're not even having sex because he tried a quickie in the morning and didn't get nothing. Uh, Mike allows Worm to play on his credit <laughs> at the Chesterfield Club. However, Worm takes out $10,000, an extra two grand, and begins a tab on Mike's name. Worm runs into Grandma, a dangerous pimp with a less than stellar harem, who has bought Worm's debt and the juice is running. Worm now owes 25 k directly to Grandma, who is working for KGB. Grandma takes Worm's 10000 threatens to pay him, uh, threatening him to pay the rest, punches him in the tummy. Mike returns to his poker lifestyle and friends. Joe ends their relationship. Dun, dun, dun. There's a lot that goes on in this section, really. Yeah, there is. There is. And you you could go with your Is that Was that a six-pack for you, that thing you were going to mention about the cigarettes? Was that a... No, no, no. I, I just was thinking, like... I was thinking about the other day. I was like, that's such a dick move. Like, he obviously does not believe in karma. You no, that is a... Cigarettes, you don't even smoke them. You throw them away when you get out. That is... Yeah. Up, man. It was... It, but it, it wasn't about the cigarettes. It was about he could beat them all and, and collect. Right. It was the, it was the, being a dick. I get it. Yeah. But also like you may be back there soon. Oh yeah. Yeah. That shit. Like, you know, I think you're on hiatus when you get out of prison, you're going to go back if you're not for dead. him. Yeah. He could have, who knows? I would keep those friends. I would leave them their cigarettes. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's in a federal pound me in the ass prison or something like yes, that. He was, <laughs> what was that, Lick him that, in was the front, him in, that was office space lick him in the front <laughs> poke him in the rear um i do want to tell you about worm though i have a fact on this um a couple of them uh since we're talking about him being in jail right before we see worm released from jail he shaves his goatee off this was the same goatee that edward norton featured in american history american, x yeah, which he had filmed months prior to this film you also notice that his hair is shorter than the rest of the film, and that was the result of Norton's hair growing back after completely shaving it off entirely for that film. So yeah, American History X, if you ever see it, have you ever seen it? Uh, yes. Okay. Interesting yeah. movie. Yeah. Not lighthearted. No. But good. But good. It's good. Very well done. Just, damn, that's like... It's rough. <laughs> it's a, that's a movie that will affect you. Yes, it will. Because um, the first thing you see is Feruza Balk getting laid out um, yeah, but we. <laughs> worm, uh, worm was supposed to be a smoker but norton took his health seriously and staunchly refused so that's why he, so think about when you throw away the cigarettes yeah. worm was supposed to be a smoker and was collecting him to smoke him but because edward norton played the character differently that's why he threw him away that's fucking hilarious it was it, yeah <laughs> that's awesome. so um you know it's funny too uh like and I don't know if it's just the clothes he had on and how they made him look, or if he had like lost weight out. Because American History Act, he was ripped. He was he was jacked. He yes, was fucking jacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, looked, I think they did I, on purpose. I think they did on purpose, but he looked skinnier. Maybe it's because he had hair again too. I don't know, but no, his neck looked, looked thicker. Uh, I remember him with his, like, you know, he had that little thicker looking muscular neck and the like. Yeah. He had the ripped arms, so I think he was probably on the weights. A lot during me, yeah. and then I think he let it go after the movie's over. He was like, "Fuck this, I'm yes. done, just done for a little while." Because I, you know, and they play different roles. And Worm's supposed to be kind of wormy and kind of wimpy, and right, and That's not. He's a he's cunning, not not physical. If you look like a badass, like in American History X, I don't know if it, it would have worked in the See, movie. In American History X, he could have taken Grandma. 
in oh, rounders. Fuck, yeah. No. In American History Act, he would have curb stomped him. Yeah, he would. Yes. Well, he literally does that. <laughs> That's yes, why he, he did. Goes to jail. That's why he goes to jail. Sorry to give you spoilers on another movie, but it's been out for it's been out for a while. Years. I think. It. <laughs> yeah, it's been out for a while. I'm not spoiling it. You should have seen it. That's what that is. That that's what that is now. Um, but Grandma, you love Grandma, right? I I like him in this movie. I like this character. I love. Um, I think it's interesting. Some of the, I mean, Worm just gets under his skin though. The shit he says to him, the shit he says to him. Is you are funny? my worm. Ooh. You are my worm. I'm your grandma. I, <laughs> hey, thank you. I think that's what yeah. I'm just your plaything. Is that what it is? I get. I, I'm either Mike or Worm in this sit, or or I'm either Mike or Grandma in this situation. But you're definitely a Worm. I don't cheat though. You just get under my skin. There you go. I get under your skin. Oh, uh, at the end of this section, though, I I don't blame the girlfriend bailing, but the thing is, is I didn't understand the whole girlfriend angle. I don't know that it was needed uh, in this movie. I don't know why it was in there, other than did they think we needed to have him have a love interest? Because if we didn't, girls won't want to watch this movie. Is that maybe why? He made promises. That's what he said. He needed some reason. No. Yeah, uh, uh, he could have made promises to himself. The promises could have been made to that judge who he he could have he could have had a little yeah. more deeper story with that. He he could have had many things. He didn't. The girlfriend, I, I don't understand why it's there in this. I really don't. Didn't need it. it she was like, so that we have someone he has to ma- say, oh, I was going to quit for you. Maybe he was going to quit for himself. He didn't need her to think he needed to get out of the life. He was no. Uh, uh-uh. here's the thing: the girlfriend and law school. That was like him trying to improve his life him trying to you know have the relationship have a career do but he all had her when he was playing cards and she I said know. It. i'm saying i'm saying but that was the thing that's what the connective tissue there that he made promises to her so then he's you know doing law school and that's what he wants to do and then losing the girlfriend failing at law school is showing what he's losing by going back to that world I disagree. You can I disagree think he's all gaining. I think he's gaining the proper perspective of what he really is meant to do. You're leaving things that no, are no, no. healthy it, for your lifestyle. I think at the end he gains that, but at the same time, you know, is the ending like? Is that a happy ending? I'm gonna go gamble for my. <laughs> I think my well, no, because Kanish. I, that's why Kanish is important to me in the story. Is because uh-huh. if he would have right away said yes, I want you to stake me he probably would have been just fine and got back to all his money and eventually played in the world series of poker and told Joe to go fuck yourself. If she didn't like it because wow. he would be successful at it. You're That's what I'm dick. saying. That's why she's not necessary. If he takes a deal with Kanish, she's not necessary. And even now she's not, it's, it's fake, a fake attachment is what I'd call it. Hmm. I, it's a fake attachment. Whatever. You could have the law school without her. That's my whole thing. She okay. is not necessary. Okay. He man woman hater club. That's what that is. No, wow. <laughs> no, it's not. I just, uh, I just thought it was. I felt that it was contrived to give females uh, a reason to come watch the movie to have a, a have a, have kind of a minor love story, even though it I has nothing so. to do with it. I it do. was not prevalent that enough. To, v- no, movie movie studios are very conscious of who's going to go watch their movie. Obviously, they didn't get enough. This only did like twenty something million on a twelve million, but. That still makes money, but not not like not like they probably wanted it to with those two heavy hitters. Yeah, in there. I yeah. still think you're wrong, but okay. 
You can like, say whatever you want. I just you did. <laughs> continue. All right, all right. In Atlantic City, Worm tells Mike about his debt to Grandma, but withholds that he is working for KGB. Mike learns from Petra at the Chesterfield that Worm has racked up a $6,000 debt in Mike's name. Mike proposes to Grandma that Worm pay weekly installments. Grandma considers the offer, but also mocks Worm for his inability to pay him. Worm responds by insulting Grandma, and as the two nearly come to blows, Mike diffuses the situation by agreeing to vouch for Worm, and an angry grandma gives them five days to pay the remaining $15,000. Mike decides to help Worm win the money by playing in several games in and around the city. There so this is go. where we get the montage of goodness, I call this it. This is where the action starts. The action. This is where we get going. Shit happens. This is the prize fighting. Start yes. Down. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, it's like he's doing all the undercards before he can get to the main event. Uh, Mike, anyways, um, Worm. I mean, uh, yeah, he's good. Um, the the you when they go to Atlantic City, he starts doing the round. So he says, "You know what? Make me feel better is if I go to Atlantic City." Mm-hmm. And then they get there. How scary is it that you see him sit down and they sit down with all those people that they know? And you think of a person like you or I, if we were to go to right. a casino and want to play poker, how scary is it thinking that that could be who we're playing with? Is all these people who do this all the time and have fat right. bank rolls? Because we would play with scared money. We we wouldn't have $30,000 sitting in our pocket so we could sit there and buy out, you know, push the table or anything. Right. Push people around. So I, I thought that was scary. Oh, don't don't play with what you can't afford to lose. That's all. Don't don't go in with scared money. Well, yes, then you're then you're going to be lucky if you get comped at the noodle bar when it's all said. I'm and going done. to the five and ten table. I'm not going to the right. 50 and 100. Except yeah, I go. Not. You sit down with a thousand dollars at the five and ten. You feel a little better than if you got hey, those other that. ones. Where's the one and five table at? Yeah, or two and five. I don't know what it. Is. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I'll sit at the cheapest table I can and uh, do that. That'd be that'd be good for me. Um, I do like though in this uh, section uh, the narration that how Mike explains. You know, all of us people could be at home taking each other's money, but but while we're not working against each. For each other, with each other, we're not working against each other. Like those, all those little things that he's saying. I mean, it 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 was pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I like that a lot. I I I, and I wonder if there's people that do that. Like they have to. They have. There has to be people who prey on us, regular folks. That that's that that's what they do, and they don't work for each other, but don't work against either. I mean, that sucks. I mean, don't play poker then. Although I guess you could go out with some guys, like if you had friends and you could go to a table in Vegas and be like, okay, well guys, we're going to try and be cool with each other, but let's, you know, if we get a couple people sat at our table, you know, let's work together to try and take their money, you know? See, no, this is more like, this is like me and you playing the blockbuster game against our wives. Oh, we kill them every time. (laughs) We're not. We do. Let them think they have a chance. Yeah. Like they're playing the game. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, that, you're right. That's it. That's so it's it. It's time to go all in. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. I, I would say it was time to go all in. And I will say with the Atlantic City thing, um, what I want to know is we just found out how Worm owes all this money, but he has enough money to go buy a prostitute. I just, <laughs> I just want to know, like, if I was Mike, I'd be all pissed. I'd be like, you. 
you you asshole. <laughs> you owe mu- you owe this much money, and your Hold dick on. is the thing you're worried about. <laughs> well, he's been in prison for a while, and yeah, I, but I don't know that he's dropping a grand on a prostitute either. Well, oh, you saying he's gone? With, he took twirled with one of grandma's girls. <laughs> no, I'm saying like I think they comp for more than just the noodle bar sometimes. Oh, sometimes. I don't think so. I think he paid for one, and it probably was. Yeah, it was ninety, so we're talking about a couple hundred bucks. Thousand right. dollars would be like a high end. Yes, he's exactly. not going that high end. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think he's going that high end. Thousand dollars is like Jessica Jessica Gardner. Yeah, catch me if you can. Yeah. Oh, yes. That was um, that was good. That was a good movie. I you like that movie? movie? Love that movie. Oh, we should do that sometime. Good one. Or we'll someone should request it. It's not on request our... it and pay us, and we'll do it. <laughs> yes, but uh, it's not on our docket right now. So, but because it's not it's, we're gonna do so. But it's also newer. We do, you know, we like to stick to eighties and nineties, but we got to branch out. Hey, sometime. I'll do whatever you do, whoever you want. If you pay me to do it, I mean, oh yeah, I'll I'll do the. I just wanted to say I think it's funny. Uh, I want <laughs> getting off topic a little bit, I'll but do you know how the the new, the new scream came out? Yeah. I noticed that our Scream episode got a few downloads this week, and I'm yeah. thinking, is that because they were looking for the new Scream, like someone Maybe. talking about it? Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, people I pay us. I mean, I think we should do tiers. 25 bucks, we'll, review, that? we'll review their movie. 50 bucks, we'll do it on Helium. Oh. How about that? Uh, hey. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that, that, so no, weird. Helium, not Meatwad. Meanwhile, uh, uh, I'll do it in Kermit the Frog voice the whole time. Hi, let's talk about <laughs> that. Would be so hard. That would be so hard. Yeah, you were like, hi. You were like half hi. Kermit, half Canadian there. E- oh yeah, half Rick Moranis. Hey, Ozer. <laughs> that second time we've said that in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. Oh man. Uh, yeah, so I want to go to a couple things. I think at this point is where we learn that he's struggling with his law school, you know, because he can't make the things he's trying to do. He should just give it up. He should have just given it up. Like, you know, he needed to give it up at the beginning of this movie, like right when the shit hit the fan right here. But he keeps trying, you know. He's trying. Yeah. And here's one more thing I want to go into. If a Bond girl comes to your house yeah. and tells you about worm running up some debt and your girlfriend's already left you and she wants to get it on you do that i think don't you don't you <laughs> don't you think him and petra should have i feel if they have before though they have before you could tell yes yeah um if your yeah. bond girl is famka jensen then yeah <laughs> yeah that's sad man i mean let me, let's just end it right there yeah okay done he should have. He should have. Uh, he should have been like, you know, okay. Get, will you knock a grand off? If I... <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> uh... yeah. But I mean, you know, I think I'm assuming at that point he's still hoping to get Joe back. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, but I, like I said, I just think that was. I don't even think it was necessary. And uh, I had know, that. That's no what offense. I'm saying. No offense to Joe, she's a lovely girl, but Famke Jensen, come the fuck on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's Just like, saying. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah. It's just pretty hot. 
Now, I want to get into some things. Um, we already talked a little bit about how after this movie, poker became so popular. And there are people who gained some celebrity mm-hmm. from poker after this movie. It's kind of interesting that you used to, like, I would never have known the name Phil Hellmuth. Oh, really? Or Doyle Brunson or, you know, all these people. Like, I care about poker oh, until I this movie. Poker. I didn't. I didn't watch. I didn't. And, you know, but, you know, actually, something I didn't put in here. Do you know what really innovated poker becoming its to its popularity? Um, Texas Hold'em being the feature game and then figuring out the whole card cam where where you yeah. pull up the cards and you can see yeah. the whole. Yeah, right. That was what they say made it go to ridiculous heights of popularity. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Could be seeing all the action and the drama. And before you didn't know what they had and there was no way to see it, it looked weird. Oh, my God. But, that was like. Yeah, that was groundbreaking. That was like the glowing puck in the NHL. Changed everything. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the glowing puck in the NHL. Let me just say, that right there made me appreciate it every time I watched. And I remember going to a live game at uh, uh, here in Columbus, the Blue Jackets, and wishing the puck was glowing. Wow. <laughs> it's like, they, why can't they put an LED in it or something? I don't know. Like You're, you know, Are you being serious? Yeah, I why wasn't. can't they put a little LED? Oh, no, the glowing puck was a great invasion. That little uh, thing that made you see where it was at all times. Uh, no. Oh, then you could understand how the offsides work and you can explain it to somebody and you can understand, tell it, you know, like I understand it, but with other people, it's hard to explain to them the strategy of hockey, which, which I'm not glowing, an expert on, but I know enough. The glowing puck was stupid. That's why they got rid oh, of it. Oh, no, 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 no. You see, you were, you were right, but not for the reasons you thought. <laughs> The glowing puck is like carbon paper. That's why society rejected it. No, it was good. Yeah. It was well, great. Not. It was not. Right, right. It was great. People, like the, the first down line in the NFL, that was great. Yes. This was not. They tried to copy It's amazing. It. Isn't it amazing now how I remember, I don't know about you, but when I was younger, when they first started doing that, and you with an old person, and they're like, what's that damn line on the TV? <laughs> then and now it's like you go to a live game and you're like fuck i wish that line was on the i wish i knew where they were <laughs> like oh you know the, that the way they changed the game now they're putting shit on there like advertisements in the 10 yards like they've really they've amped it up a little too much in my opinion but yeah still better than a glowing puck <laughs> fuck off anyways <laughs> i do want to say a couple things um when they go to see grandma and you know, they get that confrontation, a couple things. I like Norton. He plays a great sarcastic ass. Yes. To you can relate. Dame right? And Damon plays the straight edge. Go to do the right thing. Guy. Like they really do have that dynamic really well in this movie. Like they really play off each other in a good way. Oh yeah. I agree. Yeah. And when they meet grandma, I think it's interesting that grandma, while he is got this harem of weirdness, Yep. He does teach you a lesson about catching people in the act of trying to get one over on you or trying to slide by with doing something they knew they shouldn't have done. And he's like, you know, he's using the dog and dog. It, it yeah. to to actually tell the st- lesson of what he's about to do to them. <laughs> I found that actually kind of interesting. All right. Now I got to give uh, one of my six packs at this, too. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Grandma's onesie. Oh, epic. 
he he's a he was a trendsetter. Now everybody wants a fucking onesie. <laughs> that onesie <laughs> pajama. Like now, see, here's the funny thing. It is absolutely epic, but but it does give me some PTSD because I remember yeah used to, used to have those like the onesie pajamas. Right, which kids yeah, I never had those. Okay, I did. Let me tell you something. But it's got a big zipper in the front. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it goes down to where it needs to go down to go to the bathroom. Problem with that is number one. No. Yes, to go number one. I'm not talking about the trap door in the back or anything. That was kind. Of, I'm saying you go number one, you make your tinkle, then zipping back up. Yeah, I've had I've, I've had. <laughs> childhood moments zipping back up getting caught in that zipper that is oh my god like even talking about it right now i feel like i need a therapist is it like a something about mary incident it yes is it your veins are above the franks it is you get that franks. you get that pinch you're just like okay let's move on because now i'm thinking about it messing you're me triggered up. man i never I did triggered. that in my life oh, i've I'm never triggered. done that oh god i'm triggered. oh let's let's continue uh so here's the thing i i do want to talk about one more thing at this point this is where i get this feeling in my soul that Mike should have dropped Worm a long time ago. And would this have been a better movie if Mike were on a quest to get to the World Series of Poker rather than trying to get Worm out of Hawk? Like, if it would have been like he lost his way early on and then later on regained a taste and was working his way back up to be in the World Series and you had maybe yeah. a little bit of the love story rather than working with a guy who's in Hawk. I don't think so. This, I don't know. You do, he does that, then the story doesn't get finished, and you're just doing like it. That that would be a, like two different movies. Okay, that would be Explorers. Yeah, <laughs> one movie, and then you don't tell think about the other movie. All hey. two movies in one. Um, now that would suck, actually. All like, right, okay. Yeah, like, but that's the thing in this movie. Like, that's what you're wanting him to do. Yeah, that's what we all want him to do. We, what we you're root rooting for, the hero. for him to do, but you're like, but of course he's not going to do that. He's still going to try no. to do the right thing at the end till that. Cause if that happens, then we don't get what we get at the end, which was fucking epic. I agree. I agree. I was just, well, it would have been a whole different movie the way I was putting it out there. I was, this is more like, I was just asking if, could we had a different, better movie, you know? I, no, I think we could get a sequel out of that though. Now let's see what happens. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what should have happened, but who knows rounder sequel. There was rumored and then nah. Rounder I two. think it would be interesting to have one now with Worm, older, a little Rounder wiser. Two, coming back around. All right, we ready? Yeah, come. The, the come arounder. Okay, go ahead. Reach around. <laughs> okay. So on a winning streak, Mike earns $7,200 in three days, but still needs to double it in 48 hours. Worm directs Mike to an out-of-town game hosted by New York State Troopers, a.k.a municipal workers where he wins almost the full 15 grand total before worm unexpectedly joins the game hanging out at a bowling alley. The troopers catch worm base dealing to help Mike. They're beaten up pretty darn bad and relieved of their entire bankroll and of some blood. Worm finally confesses that grandma is working for KGB with their lives in danger. Worm decides to flee because he's a little biatch and that's what he does. But Mike returns to the city cutting times with worm. 
So I say he should have cut ties with them before this fucking game. Although I do want to say what I noticed in the um, at the. Did you notice who was playing poker at that game? That that you didn't that you probably yeah, may not. Which one? Bautista was playing oh, poker. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah, Bautista. Yes. That yes. So yeah, Bautista, man, he was in that game that yeah, before Dexter. Yeah, he fuck was. Him. Sorry. Every time I say Dexter, I say fuck him or fuck Dexter or fuck that show. Wow. <laughs> if yeah, you guys want to know, if you don't listen to it, if you listen to our recaps of Dexter and you listen to, you'll see why I say that or hear it, not see it. But you'll, you'll hear it. If you watch it, you'll see it. If you watch the show, you'll see. I promise. Anyways, I do like this. All the games. I like the one with the smokers. I have a comment on here. Earthy tone, smooth draw with enough kick to win the high and the low. low. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Did I put on my? Okay, yes, with yeah. these bougie. Sorry, fuckers. I was making sure I had my six packs because I'm like that was a really good line. I love that. Those bougie fuckers smoking their cigars and drinking their brandy. Yeah. Oh god. And I yeah I don't understand. I guess that was a thing then. I wasn't into that. I it's never all, was like a brandy and smoking thing. I just like when you're being that bougie about it and you sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I would agree. I'm just like, this beer tastes good. This whiskey tastes good. That's it. I don't want to go yeah. into like all the details about anything that doesn't even matter. My palate is not that developed. So I'm just like, this tastes good. <laughs> But the cigar can't taste good. A lot of people like cigars. I know, but that doesn't mean it tastes good. <laughs> I'm just saying. It tastes like shit. The uh I like the when he's with the, the with the chefs. Does he look like a guy who loses to Jacks? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that awesome. like, yes. like, Does like this look like a man who loses to Jacks. <laughs> oh man. So and then they Bautista. Yep. Do you think that Rounders is in the Dexter universe? That's what I was thinking. That like Bautista moved from New York down to Miami. Miami after yeah. after um, it came out that there's a possibility that they beat up somebody they shouldn't have in order to uh, get away from whatever might be happening back in New York. He moves to Miami, becomes a detective. Now this is where you could do it. So then they do another season of Dexter. And Matt Damon shows up, and we find out he did win the World Series of Poker. Oh fuck yeah! And it, but <laughs> but he's done some heinous crimes now, and Harrison has to kill him. <laughs> no, Matt Damon is rich because of his poker winnings, and he is running the new Killwoods. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. That? But okay, and Harrison kills he's Matt just, Damon is what I'm know, saying. No, well, I don't want him to kill him. Matt Damon's the hero in this, so he still can't have him die. But he's bankrolling it. Let's just say that. It's just like you didn't want he's Dexter to die. fucking evil in your... <laughs> you didn't want Dexter to die. He was evil, too. No, Dexter was not evil. No, how about Matt Damon just shows up as, like, the guy from the last season of Dexter? The, the yeah. just... The rich Brad guy. Brad Wesley. Know, that yes, Brad Wesley. And we still never, never fucking know why. Yeah, like fuck the, that. That's why I said I can't talk about this fucking show. <laughs> Can't talk about him, but they fucking fucked some things up. That's all I'm saying. Okay, now, after they do all their things and they need to reset, do you think getting the shave was the move? I've never done that. I've never sat in a chair and had someone shave me. Have you done this? Have you had yourself shaved? 
here i i've never had myself shaved um other like literally i like when you get your haircut here at the barber shops like they shave your neck and stuff like that with the straight razor like i've never gotten a shave but then again i don't shave my face completely because then i look like i'm a fucking 12 year old dork and i'd rather look like i'm a 40 something year old dork like i do now because it makes the world a difference so i don't shave my face completely because anytime i have i'm like what the fuck did i just do i'm sorry that you it's okay have that problem i See, i don't I, you have the opposite problem because when you grow facial hair you look like a fucking tit uh i don't grow much facial hair at all you did i've seen it remember when you're in the hospital and you didn't shave Oh yeah, but it oh, takes yeah. yeah. That's uh, what I'm saying. That's... When you grow oh, facial thanks. hair, in my lowest moment, you're calling yeah. me fucking loser. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are stupid. <laughs> you, oh, I. You looked like puberty. The on start of puberty when you're growing facial hair, and you don't want to shave it off because it's cool that you have it, and you don't realize how stupid you look with it. That thanks. Was you're welcome. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I want to get back to this though, because we were talking about Bautista, like we said, moving to Miami. But, but I do like his line before he did go into that place. The nicer the guy, the poorer the car player. And this is a room full of pussy catch sweethearts or whatever. Sweethearts. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good, great, great stuff. I mean, shitty that they got their ass kicked because fucking worm. He just couldn't stay away. He had the whole role. We wouldn't have, had, but we wouldn't have had the ending we had, of course, had he just right. made the money, and he, he would have been in law school. Again. I bet he would have been back in law school. He too. had to fuck it up again. Yeah, he had to fuck it up because can't help himself. He, that's who he is. But that, but to me, what should have happened all along is now Worm's gone. He should have cut him loose. Anyways, so that's that's so the right thing happens, but you had to get your ass kicked to have it. So, eh. I mean. Positives and negatives to everything, yeah. right? Man, they sure got their ass beat. All right. Are you ready for this? Yes, sir. Mike asks Grandma for more time to no avail. Mike asks Kanish for the money, but is refused out of principle. During the conversation with Kanish, Mike reveals his motivation for taking the ill-fated risk at KGB's club, citing beating poker legend Johnny Chan at a single hand in Atlantic City, and why he thinks he can compete and possibly win the World Series of Poker. But Kanish stays firm. Desperate, Mike asks his law professor, Petrovsky, who loans him $10,000. Mike challenges KGB to a second heads-up, no-limit Texas Hold'em game for the remaining debt, with winner-take-all stakes, which KGB accepts. Mike beats KGB in the first session, winning $20,000. KGB offers to let Mike's winnings ride and continue the game, but Mike, with enough to pay off most of his debts, declines. As he is about to leave, and this reminds me a lot of Back to the Future. KGB taunts Mike that he is paying him with the money that he lost to KGB from the previous game. Mike changes his mind, decides to continue playing. So yeah, yeah so I was gonna say this. This had a Back to the Future. Okay, he says you're chicken, and then every time nobody calls me chicken, and Marty turns her a and fucking a, he gets into the shit. This is what KGB pulls that Marty McFly bullshit. So except, oh, Mike. except Biff, Biff never said, are you chicken from this last time I stick it in you? Yeah, I stick it in. <laughs> That's what I want to know, though, because um, is KGB gay? Because he, he's like, I want a quickie. And he's like, and he's talking about dudes and like he's doing it in a sexual way with everything he does. So it makes me wonder if he's like into dudes like no, that's not a bad thing. It's just 
it just made me think that maybe that's why he's in America and not Russia, because they have a different opinion about guys who are into dudes. I think you're reading into that too much. I think it's more of a way to emasculate someone when you're talking like you're that. saying he's you're saying it's late 90s, um, saying like using bitch. it as a put down to call think, someone yes. gay type of thing. Yeah, bitch. See, I was hoping he was actually, you know, like, I do want to stick it in you. <laughs> we'll never know because we never got the sequel. You're right. You're right. But I do want to do a six pack here. I do want to hit a six okay. pack because uh, I got one here. And that is John Turturro as Kanish. When he goes and visits him and Kanish is kind of like a father figure. It, it, But there, there's some goods and bad things to that because Kanish is just an okay friend. That's what I was going to say. He kind of is like a mentor, but at the same time, he it's weird because he offers to stake him earlier, but when he really needs him and it's life-threatening, he's not there. It's almost like being betrayed by a father figure is the way I look at it. Like, he's this guy who you really trusted, and all of a sudden he's like, ah, sorry, I'm leaving you on your own. Yeah, you're going to have to figure this out. Fuck off. Yeah. You're going to get your it's, ass beat. Gonna- I mean, it's weird. But it's also like there's it's different circumstances. Like before he was going to stake him when he could still play his game. This is more all you want to do is take $10,000 from me, $15,000 from me just to go piss it away in one night. Uh, well, he's he's doing it to to pay yeah. off a debt, not to, you know, I, but yeah, I mean, Kanish obviously has a lot of money. I think he does because I don't think for he, a long time uh, he has a business. I'm saying I don't think he, the way he explains it, you know, I have a mortgage, I have alimony, my kids eat. So it's like, he does it to pay bills. I don't <laughs> think he's loaded or anything. I think he just has a steady flow of income. I think he has 15 grand sitting around always. Cause that's, oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm just saying, I'm saying I don't he has he's like, like Oprah rich or anything like that. I think like Kanish is, was great as a poker, just how to play the game. But Petrovsky is a life mentor, he's not a, like Petrovsky is a life coach. Yeah, he he gave you the he gave you the good stuff. That's that's my thing. He gave you the good stuff. Here, that's, Kanish. That's what it's all about. Kanish is a life teacher. Petrovsky is a life coach. <laughs> yes, yes. He's a he's a guy who and he paid him off. And I bet if Mike ever came back to town, he would gladly sit with them and spend time with him and do things because their yeah, relationship is that way. Especially since he paid him. Yeah, back. and he would invite him to a poker game. And <laughs> say, hey, yeah. you want to play? Yeah. You want to be on my team? <laughs> be on my team? Yeah, there's poker teams. <laughs> so um, I got to throw um, in my second six pack, too. Second? All right. Yep. I thought this was your third. This is my second. I gave my generic first, remember? Oh, okay. Here you go. Yeah, my, my generic, but then my first was the onesie pajamas. Onesie. Yeah, you love onesies. Yes, yes, yes I, I do. Know. Um, except wearing them myself, as we discussed. Um, so uh, my second six pack is the chip rack with the Oreos in it. Don't touch. <laughs> Tape oh, that, that is, is awesome. awesome. That is just a like, <laughs> goofy little detail, but it's epic. It just makes it, you want it, to take but, the rack you know, and put Oreos in it. Like that's how Oreos should be served. Yes. Anytime in a poker chip rack. <laughs> I don't see any other way. Any Ritz crackers? I'm thinking anything round Christmas and snackable. Gift for you. Anything round and snackable should only be served in poker trays. Are you saying that if I were to buy you just a package of Oreos and put them on a 
chiprack and give that to you for Christmas, you'd be fulfilled. Yeah. You know, you need the or- just the chiprack. Yeah. Just the chiprack? <laughs> just my own snack container with a piece of uh, uh, masking tape that says do not or don't touch. <laughs> don't no, touch. I will do that. I would say, like, that that rack... That would be a piece of memory movie mem- movie memorabilia that I would love to fucking own. That chip in this movie from that movie, like as far as like any like different things you would love to own from a movie set, I would love that. That would be so fucking cool. I wonder who I wonder who got that or who has that. I will say that what else is away. there in this movie that you would say I gotta have? I would say um, that or Worm's jacket, Worm's jacket, Worm's jacket or uh, KGB's track jacket. That's uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I not grandma's grandma, hat, grandma's grandma, hat. No, grandma's PJs. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I stayed away from those for say, you though. I'm going to tell you if I if I had grandma's PJs, I would go saving Silverman like how they had Neil Diamond's jacket in the display case. I oh, would have yeah. it. I would have it on a mannequin in a display case. That would be yes. Awesome. That would be awesome. Have, I'd rather have the chip rack though. Yeah, Chip Rack, wonder, I'm with you. Chip Rack is the best thing. Who got that? All right. So Mike, now in the game with KGB, doubles the blinds at the risk of losing everything to KGB again and getting the living fuck kicked out of him. And as the night wears on, Mike spots KGB's tell and folds. He had a monster hand, lays down a monster. I can't do it. Fuck. Should have paid me <laughs> off. Um deducing that KGB had a better hand irate at the mischance to win it all. KGB get, begins to play on tilt and the final hand Mike baits a boastful KGB into going all in defeats him with a nut straight KGB throws a tantrum at having been lured into a mistake. Despite grandma's urging KGB rattled calls off his goons and admits that Mike won fairly allowing him to leave with his winnings, which is my third six pack pay him. Hey, that man has many. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'll show, I'll show, throw my six pack on here. All right. All right. I like it when Mike says, I can go on busting you up all night. I love that he has that confidence again. Like he has the, hey, I'm the shit. I can just keep beating you because that's now what I do. Right. Now, <laughs> I do have a question about this, though. And I'm just, I'm still, I, I've still never gotten this. He spots his tell and calls him out on it, basically. Throws the fucking Oreos up. Why? Why? Because he's saying, I don't have that. Ki- I could go let him chew on those Oreos all night, but I don't have that kind of time. What do you mean? You know his tell now. I th- Would that help? I think, it, I'll tell you why. Because okay. he mentally got into KGB's head. Right. That's why. So that's and the I think that's, payoff? Yeah. But, Okay, to tell him like I now I you know I know you know I own you because I know your shit I've yeah. seen you okay. I can see you I'll now buy that. I'll buy that but I'm still almost like yeah I feel like you could have done the same thing if not one more just now that you know his tell now I will tell you this um, the hand that this is a fact the hand that Michael uses to beat Teddy KGB in the final game against e- against each other is flopping a nut straight. Which in this case was an eight of spades and a nine of spades. It was the same move that Johnny Chan used in the game that Michael was watching on his VCR. The World Series when Petra came World over Series. and he didn't have sex with her in his apartment. <laughs> yeah. So it's all about so life. Yeah. He made the wrong one. 
Yeah. Um, I do love it during this uh, poker playing. I love the whole ending sequence where he's talking about splashing the pot. Um, you know, like I will splash the pot. Anytime I want. Fuck I please. <laughs> the fuck I please. Yes. yes. That was awesome. I love that. Just, uh, you know, Malkovich, he's a really good actor. I know I've told you before that was, uh, it, this was like, eh, it was really good, but not great to me. It's really good, but not great. What? So yeah, this set, this role for him. Oh, this was great. He says some I, great lines. This, but was great. Okay. Holy shit, you're stupid. But all right, okay, I already knew that. <sighs> Whatever. It's not this as good as uh, Val Mall and Dangerous Liaisons. This was not even close. An epic role by. It's him. not as good as In the Line of Fire. Not as good as In the Line of Fire with Clint Eastwood. I'm just saying, yeah. he has no. better roles. That was a great one. I'll give you that. Red. Why'd you in the movie why'd, Red? Why'd you great kill that role. bird asshole? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I'll go into the last part here. I don't. I think we've talked about how we can handle it. Unless you have something yeah. else you want to say about that right. section. No, that's good. It was just okay. awesome. All right. With over sixty thousand dollars, Mike settles Worm's fifteen thousand dollar debt to Grandma. The Chesterfield's six thousand dollar credit and Petrovsky's ten thousand dollar loan, and restores his original bankroll of three stacks of high society. Mike drops out of law school as he should have a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Says goodbye to Joe, which he never needed, and leaves New York for Las Vegas to play in the World Series of Poker. All right. So yeah, I have thoughts on this. Like I said, I don't think we needed Joe. I don't think we needed a closer with her. Yeah, she was already gone. She had moved out before we got to the second act of this movie. Yeah. She moved out like before we even got to him earning the money, trying to earn the money, really. Like, goodbye. Goodbye well, to you. You know? I actually, no, I thought it was great. a great line at the end, though. Call me if you ever need a lawyer. I will. And I will. <laughs> Yeah, that's that a, good a good line. line. But I think, what, don't you think there would have been a better scene if we could have gotten better closure with Petrovsky? And like he got that payoff of paying back the loan and then Petrovsky saying, I guess this also means you're leaving law school. Or And then Mike could have said, we both know who I am because it would have reaffirmed the story he told him about his own journey you know, of being a judge rather than a rabbi. I think that would have been a better because I felt a better connection between those two than I did between him and Gretchen Mole's character show. I just did. (laughs) I thought it would, you know, well, like I said, I think they, I really do believe the whole Joe thing was so that they had some little thin thread for, for a date night movie with, with girls going with their husbands who want to watch a movie about poker or, or boyfriends. I really do believe that. All right. I also like the, uh, where he talks about why do people insist on calling it luck? You know, it's like a skill game. same people are lucky every time, every year, yeah. <laughs> every year, same five same guys, guys. The final table every year. There's no luck in that. And I do have a final question on here before I get into some six packs and generics. Could this have had, or still have a sequel? Do you think it could still have a sequel? I think it could just depending on the story, what they went with. Yeah, like if they said Mike did get there but never really won it, but did make a living, and then Worm somehow getting his way back into his life somewhere, do you think it would be involve Worm? 
I would almost think it would have to be like Mike becomes Kanish and has to. Take oh, and then there's a like a new. Yeah, okay, I get you, I get you. And they're very worm like, and <laughs> he's trying to get him to not be that because they really have real talent type of thing. Is what you're saying? Yeah, something like I get that. It. Yeah, like color of money kind yeah. of thing. Yo, well. That movie is brilliant. Like I don't even want to go into Something the like brilliance though. of color money. But also, Mike was talking about like, a movie I love. Mike has to use like his. He's got to combine Miyagi Do with Cobra Kai. He's got to use his teachings from Petrovsky and from Kanish to give the right advice. Yes, and and from Worm, really, you know, and from Worm. Yeah, there is some lessons to be learned. There are some lessons to be learned. Um, I've got a six pack here. Are you ready? Ready. So my six pack, and I have it here at the end because it's really about the whole movie. I think they did a really good job with the voiceovers um, where he explains, like I said earlier, I like the one in the Taj. Uh, I like how he explains the game here and there. Yeah. Um, it really just, it it lets you in on the mentality of why they did it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and that, that to it, me is yeah. a good thing. It was It was well done. My favorite voiceover part was you can't lose what you don't put in, but then you can't win anything either. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, very, very, I just like the the voiceovers, just Mike's whole portrayal of the whole situation. Excellent. Love that. I'm glad they did that because it helped us. Because I think you had to in a poker thing because people wouldn't, they don't understand poker would be like lost without his explanations. Right. Do you feel like uh, if there was a sequel, Worm is dead? I would or in prison scraping by two. somehow or in prison or somehow ended up yeah. making it big doing something like, Oh yeah. I don't know. Maybe well, he's now done. they have dealers. You can't deal from the bottom. Like the, the players don't right. deal. But maybe he's Series. got his, maybe he's dealing blackjack at a local casino or he, you know, that I can see Mike or he owns a brothel. He bought it from or K- Mike from goes to a Grandma. casino like in Arizona on a reservation to sit down to play some poker. And the dealer of the table is, is worm. How about this worm teams up with grandma to get revenge on Mike. Oh, that's just fucking ridiculous. (laughs) And they're aliens (laughs) with superpowers. They're aliens. (laughs) All right. I've got generic here. I'm ready. Are you ready for this? Ready. All right, and my generic is that Worm was not worth the trouble he put Mike through. And I don't think it's believable that Mike would have stayed with him after the Chesterfield. Yeah. Once he fucked his name over and put him into Hawk in the Chesterfield, I feel Mike, I would have not tried to help him out. And I understand in his narration that we got, he says no one's ever stood up for Worm, but the problem is it's hard to stand up for somebody who's trying to sink you. You can't stand very high and, and quicksand. That's what it comes down right. to. But and I think that that's what he was. Again, it's when it's friendship over a long period of time and you want to see somebody be get straightened out and you feel responsible if they don't, that's going to happen. I agree. I agree. So. All right. I got a couple facts All right. here for you. Um, the novelization of the film ended very differently as Michael did get to Las Vegas and began and began a winning career as a poker player. However, he and Joe never got back together. In fact, Joe sent Michael a wedding invitation to her own wedding to which Michael was not too keen on going to 
Worm's resolution was also mentioned in that Michael never saw him again. That's in the book. And I assume that he never saw him again. That's kind of what I got from the movie, too. So, yeah. yeah. Now, one last fact, and I don't know. This is just very, and it it was said on the Howard Stern show, according to a Howard Stern interview, the film is partially based on comedian actor Norm MacDonald, and I don't know how, and I don't know why. Okay. I could see Kanish being based on But that's a fact. Uh, But... But is Norm Macdonald a poker player, or was he? Saying, I mean, that's why I uh, wonder. Because I'm like, I could see Norm Macdonald have, play, have been played, have played Kanish. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, but yeah, interesting. All right, you ready to rate yeah. this bitch uh, up? Uh, yeah, that's my line usually. But yes, we'll do this. Are you ready? I, yes, okay. there we go. Yeah. So this movie, I love this movie. Uh, (laughs) I don't mind that. I don't mind that. You can say anything you want. Uh, This movie, uh, I love this movie. I liked it when it came out. It gave me a fascination with poker. Like most everybody at the time was fascinated. It made you watch it on ESPN, ESPN2, The Ocho, uh, wherever you could find it. Um, It was great. It was great. Uh, It's not perfect. Um, When you go back and watch it now, Matt Damon's hairdo is a little funky. You're like, oh, that's like, that's like, uh, be like, uh, what was it called? Like frosted tips almost. He almost had frosted hair. It's kind of weird. But uh, when you get around all that, there's still a great movie in there, even though there could have been maybe a better story. Yeah. Uh, so I love it. I gave it 18. I gave it 18 right. cans, man. Okay. Um. So I'm going to say, uh, yeah, it's a great movie, especially at, at that time period. Poker's like getting huge and stuff. Um, there's some, there's some stuff with it that maybe could have been done better. Like you said, but overall I have to give this a solid 20 because for the fact that it's the best poker movie there is. So for that alone, I'll give it that. Tell me a better poker movie. Well, I don't know. Honeymoon in Vegas poker movie. Honeymoon in Vegas. Isn't the gambler with Kenny Rogers a poker movie? Yeah, this is the best poker movie. I'm just saying. <laughs> so for that, I'm I just want to say this and I could watch it anytime. So I just want to say this because I don't think we made this joke. The whole thing poker. I hardly know her. Anyways, there you, you did go. say that earlier. <laughs> actually. Think... Yeah, you did. Did we? Okay. I, I can't remember. I didn't. I was like, you got to say it at least once. I think for some reason. <laughs> so what does that put us with? Remember, this movie? remember the big Johnson t-shirts. Cause that yes. was the big Johnson's. What was it? Uh, bar and casino liquor in the front poker in the rear. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the shirts. Yeah. 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 Okay. It reminds me of the big Johnson and they had the, the big dog ones. Everybody had those weird generic like shirts. I, I always thought those were annoying. I never wore the big Johnson shit. So yeah, I know a lot of kids that did. I did not, but um, so our well, average Ohio. Score, makes sense. We are at 19 cans. <clears throat> so that puts us, puts it up in pretty good company. The proposal, which we did last week was 19 and a half. Yeah. I really don't know um, kind of any other like movies we've done so far that you could really compare to this as far as if you want to compare scores. So I don't know. Yeah. Like, cause it's not a comedy, right? But it has funny shit, but it's not a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of a serious movie. We haven't done a lot of serious movies 
at all, really, I don't think. I mean, um, compared to The Forsaken, maybe? I'll compare it to Days of Thunder. <laughs> 17 and a half for Days of Thunder. How about yeah. that? What, 17 Eight. and a half? Yeah. So a, a quote-unquote uh, sports movie, but not really sport. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poker and NASCAR? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. There's our comparison. Where's the darts movie? We need a darts movie. <laughs> I wonder if there is one. Someone had to make at least a comedy, right? Like kind of right, like uh, balls big. out or something. Like yeah, balls of fury. <laughs> yeah, balls of fury, balls out. <laughs> what the fuck balls is out. that? I don't even uh, know. That's something on your uh, playlist, I'm sure. But I think that's a sequel to Balls of Fury or something. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, and I don't care to know about your viewing habits. All right. Okay, so um, I'll read this thing then. Um, <laughs> do you have anything else? Is that it? That's it. Thank you, Billy, for the request. We did enjoy doing this one. So good job, buddy. Yes, I love this movie, and we would like to thank you for listening. Remember, everybody, you can go to sodapopcultureclub.com for all things related to the show, including your chance to make movie suggestions just like today's episode. We also post our schedule there as well. Remember, we also are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and we have a Twitch channel. Now we want to give you a little tease as to what next week's movie may be. See if you can guess what it may be, what it could be. What could this be? If I really like a girl, I'll ride by her house on my bike. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, um, that's, you know, that's funny you say that because I was, uh, there are these uh, podcasting groups that are out there and someone on them, I'm just going to, it's just weird. I'm going to mention this here. Someone on there asked, how do you find a good co-host? And I wanted to respond, well, I'm still looking too. How do you? Um, but, but what I did respond with is, is, well, what I do is I see someone that looks interesting out in the public and then I follow them home and watch them and see what they do every day. <laughs> That's like, and then, and then follow them to work and then see what's in their trash. <laughs> and I responded to that. Way. It's like I didn't think they liked it. I don't. Wow. I don't think they were interested in my. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that's a little anecdote because you know why not. Thank you everyone um, for listening to what right now may be our last episode after that ever. Well, I, if I'm following my co-host, it's you. So it's, you that's okay. Creeper. It's, 